543 Podcasts. Happy Tuesday, everyone. My AP cost 31 millimeters 41. Stick him up with a stick, stick. Each of the shorter one. The best album that came out this weekend. In a club with the shortest one. Lighty, the short. That's not even the best track. I know I got religion. Okay, when I listen to this track, for all of you who don't know, this is uh, Dave's new album. And it's called uh, We're All Alone in This Together. And the third, the fourth song in the album is called In the Fire. And this song has so many features. Have you been tried in that fire? I have bullets sing higher than Mariah and Choir. Spent a lot of time trapping, now I'm trying to retire. Oof, my goodness. There were so many bars uh, in, in, in this entire track and throughout the entire album as well. Arguably for me, one of my favorite albums of the entire year. Uh, but one of, the, one of my favorite bars, one of my favorite bars um, is this bit. I'm going to play it for you and just listen to it and just listen to how great the transition is from Fredo. I forgot who, who goes after him. I can't That's remember my young boys again. I'm the glad with the flame. I just really hope your block came with fire escapes. Before my entrance, I took the fire exit. Oof. My goodness. Did you hear what he said? Before my entrance, I took the fire exit. And what did Fredo say before that? I just really hope your block came with fire escapes. Mmm. Mmm. I'm probably butchering it with my american-esque <laughs> tone but welcome to the five for three podcast everyone uh it's a it's a beautiful uh start to the week we've lost some sunshine but it's okay we can't be too greedy now uh, with that set of stuff we've had so much beautiful sunshine for the last couple of weeks but i haven't been able to enjoy it as much because as most of you know i've been isolating for the last week so i've been home uh in my room <laughs> majority of the time i have stepped outside um to be able to to do a couple things here and there uh but not really outside off the little like yard bit outside my 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 accommodation which is a i think it's a six bedroom actually a six bedroom and it's nice but it's it's been good and it's it's been bad as well in, in some instances uh, i can't lie and in, in completely just coming out and saying that i've enjoyed isolating uh, it's, it's, it was, I think it was also landed the worst time, mainly because it was just after everything's been opened. So the idea behind it, you know, you feel like everyone else is getting the chance to meet more people, see more people, getting a chance to interact with each other. And I'm just stuck at home. What it did allow me to escape is not facing customers for the first time with people not having to wear masks. Now that, that was something that, I was worried about, but I'm also curious about because I'm going to be going in a week after everyone's gotten used to it. So part of me is glad, part of me is not. I don't get my second jab until probably the end of August because uh, I had mine uh, the beginning of Jan July, my first jab, the beginning of July. So I'm not... I'm not yet certain as to where as to uh, as to where I'm going to sway in terms of uh, those that side, but uh, it's been a whole week. Uh, my reflection upon it really has been great. I've really had the chance to sit down and uh, sort some stuff out. Uh, a lot to do with plans in the future in terms of filmmaking. 
I'm thinking really about the next step in my career and what to do with that as well. So that's playing a part into it. And I'm mainly also thinking about just where I see myself in the next year, what kind of a person I want to be, what accomplishments do I want to make? Do I want to be in a comfortable position where I'm going to a job that I'm happy with and I'm ticking the boxes, I'm saving up just for a mortgage and maybe getting a house by the end of next year, either, you know, getting it to be rented out or, you know, me moving into it. I'm definitely thinking about that. I'm thinking about that aspect of things. But then I'm also thinking to myself, <laughs> you know, what what compromises am I going to lose? So what compromises am I going to have to make? What things am I going to have to lose in the process? But this last week has allowed me to really evaluate and really think about it and really think about that pivoting action from uh, maybe going self-employed. And uh, it's a really tough decision. I haven't kind of formulated a plan yet. It's all kind of in motion and I'll keep you updated as to it. Um, but uh, it looks like uh, potentially I'll be going into the videography side of things uh, in the future. But uh, today, I wanted to start off with that, uh, just to give you an update as to how I'm doing. I didn't mentally lose my stuff, but I was able to watch a lot of content. I was able to breeze through a lot of uh, TV shows that I'd missed, I hadn't seen yet, uh, I wanted to catch up on, which was nice. I also got to read a book. Wow, Ty reading a book. That is actually not as common as you find it to be. Um, I love, the only book that I love reading is the Bible, and I'm not going to even lie about it. Um, I'm not really a reading type guy, as film for me is more the medium that I involve myself in. But I'm sure you're saying, but Ty, you make films, you must surely read a lot of content. Yes and no, I very much am a visual storyteller with audio as a secondary source of the experience. But not say secondary, but as part of the experience, right? So for me, a reading isn't always necessary in terms of my films. I don't always have the reading aspect of it as the main core uh, of, of my films. But um, getting the chance to read again, uh, I'll try to get into it, which is something I'm trying to, to get into. Uh, going back into reading is definitely going to improve my writing skills and hopefully make me a bit more proficient in writing. So got to read, got to watch a lot of TV shows, and I'll talk about those today as well. Um, but first of all, I wanted to kind of react to something that I saw online, which hopefully uh, a lot of us can relate to. I saw this post on, on Twitter, uh, and it was a post about how um, Drake has set the standard. Uh, so this is what the person said. They said, Drake set the standard as to what dates should be, spending 10000 on a date. And Someone ran up the numbers. <laughs> Let me see if I can actually uh, find it for you. Someone ran up the numbers, and they were able to actually find that even though the numbers we see aren't, uh, maybe aren't <laughs> what people expect, but they're actually a lot different to what uh, we should all be, uh, maybe not necessarily achieving, but we should all be a bit more realistic with, uh, with, what, with how we see things. And um, let me see if I can uh, if, I, if I can find uh, that out for you. Uh, here it is. That's it. So Drake makes an estimation about forty million pounds, forty million dollars a year, right? We'll use dollar terms. Forty million dollars a year, and in that forty million dollars a year, if he spends twenty million on a date, 
So let's say not twenty million, but um, if he spends uh, if he spends ten thousand on a date, that means that he's using only zero point zero zero two one percent of his annual salary on a date. That means the medium household for this is in this case for U.S. people the in the U.S. for twenty twenty was sixty eight thousand pounds sixty eight thousand dollars and four hundred pence or pennies or cents whatever they call it. And so that means his date technically cost him, if we use mats, only $14.55. So my gentlemen and my ladies out there, for everyone out there who looks at these celebrities and these hires, you know, people and who look at them and say, oh, you know, they're flashy, you know, my guy should be spending 200 pounds, 300 pounds or whatever, how much amount that you're thinking at the top of your head. Just remember, someone like Drake is spending an equivalent of $14 a year on dates. On dates. So for the next guy out there who spends above about 14 pounds or 15 pounds, just know if he had Drake money, he'd be spending at least 20000 Because if we put it, you know, as to apples and apples, of course it's going to be different. This is Drake we're talking about, the number one artist in the world. This isn't some schmuck who is, you know, not rich. This is the richest guy in the one of the richest people in the world, or you know, not maybe one of the richest, but one of the richest celebrities uh, in the world. So for him to spend ten thousand may seem like wow, he's spending a lot of money, but in context, if he had the same amount of money as another guy, he would only be spending fifteen pounds. How how ridiculous is that? So the you know, and and it's interesting because. This brings up the idea of what money is for most people. Money is either a commodity for some, a necessary means to getting to the end of the day. You know, it's a it's a part of life. You just have to use it. And others view it as it's the end-all, be-all for anything. Relationships can end because of money. Relationships can start because of money. Pe- families can be destroyed because of money. There's crime lords because of money. There's poverty because of money. Money is almost a... A dangerous tool. It says that there is a reason why there's a verse for it. You know, the love of money is the root of all evil. There is a point to it. Money ends so many things, but it can also begin many things. But one thing you cannot say about money is having more money does not make you happier. That is, I think, a lie. I want every single person out there who ever believe that not having a lot of money would not take away some of your stress. I'm not saying it's going to solve all your problems, right? Like if you have... I don't know, problems with being honest or, you know, you know, being genuine or connecting with people. Money isn't going to take away that. But it also means that some of the other stresses you have in your life will just be reduced a little bit because you have that money. Like think about think about every situation in your life right now, right? Every time you go to job, you get, you have a job right now because you have to pay the bills. You have to take that part-time job. Sometimes you have to make savings. Sometimes you can't buy the things you want because you have to save or because you're putting it all over to something else a little bit better. You're stressed about that. And that stress doesn't go away because you still have other things you're dealing with within life, whether it's loss of family, whether it's maybe, uh, you know, relationship conundrums or whether it's, you know, just, you know, having terrible housemates or something like that. I don't know, whatever, whatever you, you know, you're, you're struggling with. That's always going to be on top of what you already have. But if I gave you a little bit more money than you have now, some of those stresses go away. I'm not saying they completely go away, but some of those stresses are calmed. 
I know if I had money, some of the questions that I've had about my future would be a little bit more settled. I would definitely have more opportunities to make more films because I've got the money. So I can take that off my bucket list and see where that goes. And I definitely know when it comes to financial situations and planning stuff, it will become a little bit easier. The navigation, the navigation from where I am to there will be a little bit easier. I'm not saying it's going to be perfect, but it will be a little bit easier. But we also have to look at money and understand that we can't always hold money to the regard that it should. Money is very important. It makes the world turn. It's the reason why every country wants to destroy the other but not destroy the other at the same time. There's a reason why money is so important. There's a reason why they want the coronavirus to end is they want this to be the thing that comes back into every single society. So that's why they're just saying, you know, this, you know, doesn't matter. Just just go back to work. Just everyone just go back, please. We just need you all to make more money for us. But we also have to be careful about that because with money, we can start to easily compare other people's lifestyles, people who have more money than us and start to compare it to our own lifestyle. I was talking actually to um, one of my uh, colleagues about where we put our money, right? If I put my money into something that's a little bit more expensive than he does. So let's say, for example, I love buying, I, I love buying trainers. Trainers are my kryptonite. But I would never spend a certain amount of money on trainers, right? Now, my amount may be different to his amount. Now, his amount... He can spend up to 200 pounds. I can't spend up to 200 pounds on trainers. I'm sorry, but I do not have the luxury for that. For me, 50 pounds is a, is a, is the cap. If we're going to the 60s, it must be my birthday or a very special payday for me to go beyond that point. It must be very special for me to spend that much money. But for them, they spend it that way. Like recently, I bought a camera, right? A new fancy nice camera. It's not that expensive, but it's a nice camera. It's nice. But for them, they'd rather buy two, you know, pairs of trainers. That's different to the Drake money we're talking about, right? Drake money is if me and him were comparing what we bought, he'd be buying 20, you know, 20,000 pound shoes and I'd be buying like a camera that is worth in the 10,000s. And so when we see people in our lives, especially on social media, we must always be careful not to think that now that someone else with that level of money is spending it on something else that we have to try in some way to match it because we are never going to be able to match up to drake level money like not all of us can i mean there might be some of us who have that kind of money but we can't spending ten thousand pounds on a date even if you're earning 500k that's still ridiculous that's <laughs> that's really that's a 50th of your of your salary drake doesn't spend that much money he doesn't. He does not spend that much money on, on any of that. He's probably making more as he's sitting down having that meal than when he's actually spending it. Like for every 10000 he spends, he's probably making 30000 more as each second passes by. Because let's be honest, Drake is a rich guy. He probably has commodities and different things. He has a record label for crying out loud. You know, he has a you know, he's, you know, endorsement deals, all that stuff. He makes probably more money just sitting down and having that meal per second than any guy who would, or any girl who would take a guy out on a date or anything like that. So we must always be careful when we, when we talk about, I think, money and the relative scheme of things. Because one, Drake money is going to always be different to my kind of money. 
And where I spend my money, I think everyone has to always acknowledge that it must always be on the same level as someone with the same, on the same playing field as me. Now, this doesn't excuse people not splashing out on your gifts every now and then, right? I'm not saying everyone only spend, you know, 0.0027% of your salary on dates. I'm not saying that should be the only time. I'm not saying you only spend 15 pounds on a date. That's not what I'm saying. But we must look at the value of that date and say, but if this guy had spent this much on me, then it might be equivalent to 30,000 pounds if they had Drake money. You know, <laughs> like if, if every guy could have ran on the stadium, how cool would that be? Like for some of you on a context, uh, Drake took out this uh, lady on a date and he rented out an entire baseball field. Like that's ridiculous, man. An entire baseball field? But as well, it's like, you know, how many girls really want to have that happen? I mean, sure, maybe this is some that do, but, you know, that's a lot to spend on someone. That's almost like a like an obligation for for you to feel like, hey, look, I, I took you out on that really expensive date. You know, don't forget that. <laughs> it's like, you know, like think about this. When someone spends a ridiculous amount of money on a date, you know, it puts a lot of pressure on you to to start considering about what you do from there. Like, dang, am I not am I now your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your wife or your husband? You know, <laughs> you gotta start thinking. You spend two hundred pounds on this. I I gotta be careful. This is the first date, <laughs> unless they got Drake money. Maybe if they do, then then you're fine. Plus, as well, you know, I don't think I don't think Instagram and social media or any type of social media helps because whenever you see, like, for example, that tweet that you read that I read out here. You see that tweet, there'll be people going, oh, yes, queen, that's so true. Oh, my gosh, that's that's the bet. Yeah, I wish some I wish some guys, these guys would do this, or I wish some girls would do this as well. Like, you know, this is not this is not a game of, you know, you know, we're not watching a reality TV show, people. This is reality, right? Not everyone's going to make that much money. There's more people probably who are able to, you know, there's more likelihood that the person you're dating doesn't make as much money as the person you think you want to date, right? There's less of those guys than there is of the guys who can. Like how many Drakes are out there, right? Not many. So if you want a Drake, you got to get to the level of which Drake can date you. And if you want just a regular guy to just help you out on it, just, you know, look at that perspective. Or a girl, right? Just look at that perspective. Just think about the context of the situation they're in and also how much they're spending. Because if someone's making 15 pounds an hour and they spent 15 pounds on a date, right? Let's say they, you go watch a movie, right? Just think about how the hour they spend at work is how much, you know, they spent entirely on you or something like that. And I'm sure most people don't make even seven, 15 pounds an hour. They probably make like maybe 10. That means for the hour and a half they at work, whatever hours they work, they probably put that money into, into you. And this extends outside of dates. This extends to family presence and gifts and everything else. Because if your family member is, you know, giving you a gift from Poundland, I think you still should be happy with that. Now, this is not, again, an excuse for people to just be lazy and only go to Poundland. But it's just to re-add that value of money. Because social media has not done a great job of letting teens and uh, especially us, even in the generation like us, to to really appreciate what money is. And I'll go into this with 
this, you know, with, with the Dave album and how good it is and how it kind of ties into all this, which is, I think some of us don't realize what our parents, especially if you're an immigrant like myself, um, or come, someone who's come outside from the outside world in, we don't realize how how much money actually costs and how much it takes to to take care of a life. And when we take that for granted and we just think, oh, it's all about us, it's all about us, it's all about me, 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 how much you can give me, or look, this person's doing this, look, you know, my this guy got a surprise birthday gift, you know, surprise birthday present, where's my surprise birthday present? Like, you know, you're going to get a lot of those. You're going to get a lot of those, but at the end of the day, you just you just have to, you absolutely have to be conscious that that is the case. And you can't, um, you just can't compare as much as, as you'd want to. So keep that in mind as, you know, you, we, we head into going back into normal and I'm sure, you know, there's more opportunity to see family, to see friends, to go to weddings, to go to other events. Let's just keep that in mind uh, for the rest uh, of the world. Now, the next thing I wanted to talk about was Day's album, and it rolls straight into this because that album was fantastic. I've been playing it over the whole weekend. So many great tracks. You saw, you're the first one there, Clash with Stormzy, uh, Absolute Banger, and also you've got um, in, in Fire in the Booth. But one of my favorite songs, and I've got two favorite songs in this track. I'm going to try and play these uh, two and kind of walk you through why these songs are just so good. Uh, the first one for me is is Three Rivers. And the reason why this song is is really good is it really encapsulate, I think, for me, what my parents had to go through coming to this country. Being someone who's from across, you know, who crossed a pond and had to... Uh. Give up so much. It's life in the sixties coming from the Caribbean. You know Ian, Delroy, Vivian, Winston. You got drafted to England, Windrush babies from Kingston to Brixton. To say that the life of the party are wrong, my Jamaicans, the entire party, you can't see. How incredible is that? I just love the way he's able to use how the generation who was brought from the Caribbean all the way to the UK with the sole purpose that they were to help the country come back up after the World War II had, cr had completely crashed. And now they're being kicked out of the same country that they were brought into to save. So they've done the job, they've completed it to its best, and now they're being kicked out. And for those of you who are not aware, this is actually still happening. This is happening live right now, um, where people are being kicked out, Zimbabweans are being kicked out of the country, and one of the best lines from this song that I absolutely love, I'll see if I can bring it up for you, is the fact that the jobs that these people have done are the jobs that people don't want to do, right? The jobs that people don't want to do in this country. Listen to this. Sorry, I'm completely messing this up. Uh, let me see if I can find that one. Oof. You know, and it's and it's crazy to think this is still happening. And a lot of people think, you know, the black community, why does it why is it does it get tiring for me to talk about this? Or to acknowledge 
the difficulties of what we face every day. It's because of things like this. There's so much of it. It's so, it's so much, it's everywhere to the point where you can't avoid it. You can try to. But it's just always going to stick with you uh, no matter what happens. Hmm. That's ridiculous, man. The very reason why they are where they are is they face those challenges and that causes a ripple effect into their livelihood, into their children, into their, into their fam, family community. And now their kids are affected by it. Their kids are afraid of men. Their kids are afraid of what a, they see what a bad father is. And that's the very same thing that you are trying to do. And so the anger from these communities, either Europe, you know, Eastern Europeans, you know, Black Africans, anyone who is an immigrant, you need to understand where they came from. And that's what this album is about. And it's beautiful. We're all alone in this together. Because no matter where you're from, Nigeria, Zimbabwe, uh, Serbia, maybe you're running away and you're, you come from Iran, Iraq, Afghanistan, whatever it may be, wherever you came from, when you once you land into this country, or whatever country you're in, you're alone. But at least there are other people who are alone with you. And these are the tr these are the challenges that you face. These are the challenges that you face. It's not a celebratory thing. It's more of a, it's sad, isn't it? Isn't it sad to think that that's what people face? Isn't it sad that every day, that the reason why a lot of kids who are child immigrants or you know the generation after those immigrants are always more courteous and always more worried about keeping things clean. He mentions this in one of his bars where he says, "There's a reason why you know. There's a reason why you don't want to." You know, that some people just don't care about hygiene. They don't care about when they're in the toilet, they'll just make a mess and leave it. Do you know who's going to clean that up? Someone's dad's going to clean that up. Someone's mom's going to clean that up. But you've never had to think about that in your entire life because you've, been, you've lived in a very privileged life. It's such a deep and thought-provoking album. And the last song, Heart Attack, which is about 10 minutes long, is one of the best pieces of art that I've ever heard um, this whole year. And I'm going to play it for you a little bit. But before I do, I want to I shout out this song because this is, this is one of my favorite songs. Mainly because I like the melody and the piano that he uses here. And it's the fall of a character, how he's running away from the police. And the song is, is beautiful. Listen to this. Listen to this. Look. 20 to 1, look at the time, it's 20 to 1 I'm on a ride with the guys and we're looking for him If we catch him, it's 20 to 1 Feds behind me, driving a Beamer Odds of my freedom are 20 to 1 I make a call, I'm getting him touched 20 to 1, 20 to 1, yeah, yeah Beautiful Amazing the street But this song, Heart Attack, is for me the best song of the entire album I think he pours so much emotion into this song, but he also combines it with fantastic 
storytelling. What kind of play leaderboard looks like? I was 19 when the team nearly left him faceless, hoping that we never left no traces. You know when you're so damn tired in your house, but you can't sleep because you got pending cases. I used to love tempting fate, but now it's tempting faces. For half my career, I was part of that. My best friend got a burner, and it's looking like an artifact. Put it in your proper or your Prada hat. Man, sorry about that. I have to kind of pause because some of the words are very explicit. But that song, Heart Attack, for me, I really love it because it's it's him being open and the last couple of bars he's he just goes archipelago you can go sleep and have a different type let me see fill him up with no fill him up with bricks and glass no five hours more than enough oh apologies there's a there's a siren in the background <laughs> but overall really i think it's a fantastic album if you haven't had a chance to listen to it yet please do uh dave really pours his heart and soul out into this and that's that's two for two for him that's two albums and I think he's knocked it out of the park. A lot of people ask, okay, J. Cole is one of the best rappers right now, actively right now. I think it's a little absurd, but I can agree with them in saying he's released content. Kendrick, you know, he's not been in contention. He's, he's still one of the best. I still think for me he's the best, uh, one of the best rappers out there. But I think we can't overlook Dave. I think Dave has put out two great projects, I think on par with... Good Kid Mad City, and with The Pimp Butterfly. Maybe not to the same caliber of artistry, but when it comes to the next generation of rappers, I think Dave has to be put in that conversation. I think he is just that good. And to end things, I was mentioning how I've watched a lot of TV shows and movies over the last week. So much. I watched so much good <laughs> and so much garbage. The worst film I saw was Baywatch. Do not watch that movie. It is atrocious. It is not even it's not even funny. You can't even make fun of it. It's just a stupid movie. And it's just ridiculous that they actually made this. Like they actually made this. I'm sorry, Rock, the Drain the Rock Johnson, but you can't you shouldn't be swearing. You're a family friendly guy. You know, like please just nah, stop. <laughs> and I saw uh for the first time Coco. That film they made they made me cry. Like that really got me deep. That the theme of family and, you know, passing on, you know, legacy and doing what you want with the music. Absolutely beautiful. Ryan the Last Dragon, fantastic. I watched those back to back, actually. And also Moana. I hadn't seen Moana. And I have to say, I was very surprised. Although I'd seen Moana uh, on the same, I think, I actually talked about this last week, didn't I? I did. Yeah. Apologies. But I also saw, I tried to watch Six Underground with Ryan Reynolds. I just couldn't even finish it. It was was that bad. So much noise this this, this evening, but it was just that bad. It was really just that bad. Um, another one I saw was uh, I did see the the Netflix uh, original series. What did I, what, what did I watch? Oh no, it wasn't that. It was Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso came back again. Ten out of ten show. Just warms you up, man. Just warms you up. If you're looking for a good show and if you somehow have Apple TV Plus or if you don't, subscribe to it, please. For £4.99, you're getting your money's worth by watching Ted Lasso. That show is incredible. It's a national treasure and everyone should be watching it. Your mom, your dad, everyone should be involved in it. Even if you don't watch football, it's not about football. It's just about warmth and heart and everything nice. <laughs> uh, and also, your name. It's an anime film that I'd been wanting to watch for like the last five years because it came out five years ago. 
And everyone has been recommending it from, you know, Twitter to Facebook, my close friends. Everyone's been saying, you need to watch this film. You need to watch it. It's really, really good. And finally, I surrendered to it and I finally did it. I watched it and I have to say I was not disappointed. The film is excellent top to bottom. I think it's a masterpiece for me. In my eyes, I think it's, oh, masterpiece, that's a, that's a, that's a bold statement. I think it's a straight 9.5 out of 10 for me. Maybe I need to watch it again just to see how good it really is. But in terms of originality, music, animation, it's really good. Like, it's really, really good. It's one of the best I've, I've ever seen. I highly recommend it if you're someone who hasn't seen it yet. And another film that I saw was, um, another show I watched was Schmigadoon. This is also an Apple TV+. Plus, and it's silly, and I just, again, highly recommend it. It's a musical show. It's like 30 minutes long. Same with Ted Lasso. You can probably watch Ted Lasso and Schmigadoon every Friday for $4.99. And I highly say, I'm saying it and I mean it. Worth it, worth it, worth it. Also watch Mosquito Coast. That show is great. Very slow, though. Like, it's, it's very, very slow. And it kind of loses you a little bit. I say great. It's just good. It's really good. Straight solid at 7 out of 10. I'm really rambling on because I want to spend too long on this. And the last show that I wanted to spend time on was Attack on Titan Season 4. Now, for those of you who don't watch anime, I know there's many of you out there, um, but for you, those of you who don't, please watch Attack on Titan. It is the best example of how good anime can be, of the best of the best. It's structured, I think, a bit more Western, so it's easier to watch and a little bit easier to follow. But season four starts off, I think, very odd. They made a very bold choice to start off quite mysterious, but they slowly build it back up and it's 100% worth it. Please do watch Attack on Titan. But that's it for the podcast, everyone. Hopefully everyone has a good week. Next week, I'll report back to you as to how it feels to finally go back without any masks. Whether I'll survive or not, we'll find out. But anything to just get out of the house at this point. Anything to just get out of the house. I, I just want to get out of the house now. But I'll leave you with a little bit of Dave. And um, praying for a sunny week. Football's coming back soon. Nothing but good vibes here, everyone. Get the rest of your week. Look, 20 to 1. Look at the time, it's 20 to 1. I'm on a ride with the guys and we're looking for him. If we catch him, it's 20 to 1. Feds behind me, driving a beamer. Odds of my freedom are 20 to 1. I make a call, I'm getting him touched. 20 to 1, 20 to 1, yeah, yeah. Hope everyone has a good week. I'll catch you all next week. Hopefully it's all good and um see you. I told my girl that we can't be together. She's crying and something I hate to see. Really I struggle to stay on my feet. I'm looking for her and a lady I meet. I got two letters that you're gonna see if you're someone that